0: Twin Cities and welcome to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. Happy to be with you on this Sunday and I hope that you're doing great. I hope you're having a fun, it's been a great weather weekend so far, so I hope you're enjoying everything there is to do outside um, as much as possible here. So, And uh, hello to all the state fair goers, too. I bet um, everybody's having a great time at the state fair. I hear that we're breaking records uh, right and left here with attendance. So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. But anyways, I'm Kathy Menard, and I'm your host here at the Pet Connection Show. And our other host is Dr. Nicole Peralt, who is with us this morning. So we're very happy about that. Good morning to you, Dr. Nicole. Good morning. Good morning. All right. So have you been to the fair yet?
1: No, I don't, I no, I haven't. And I saw a photo <laughs> this morning. Um, it just looked like um, a bunch of bees at like a hive, like waiting. It, like people were waiting like hours, I think, to get to cookies. And I was like, I can't even eat the cookies because I have celiac disease. So I don't know if I'm going to go. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'd like to go see the animals, but I'm not sure.
0: I have every um every intention every year. Um, of making it and um i have not succeeded once (laughs) but i'm sure i i I will i mean i haven't done it since i don't think i've been there since my son has been um young and that was a long long time ago so but anyways um you know when you're on dr nicole I, i i love to be able to focus on the medical part of our of our pets here just because you have so much expertise with that and um so pet appreciators uh if you're not at the fair and you want to get, uh, give Dr. Nicole a call and if you have any sort of questions or whatever, medical-wise, that would be fantastic. You're always welcome to call in, 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. But I always come with my own questions, too. Um, and, I, you know, it. it's, it's never-ending. You can never, ever learn it everything you know and so my question to you and i know that i had talked to you very briefly about this because uh one of our clients who has been a client for a long long time um uh um basset hound emma emma Lou, and just a wonderful dog in every way shape and form just a, a great dog and um everybody's really close to her and she was diagnosed with um You know, I didn't understand all of it um, um, because the mom was communicating mostly with the dog walker and then the dog walker would pass it on to me. But um, I did talk to the mom there, you know, at the end of last week. And I um, I understood her to, to say that it was like a liver disease and a gallbladder disease and that she was jaundice. Have you heard of that? Pet appreciators, a dog being jaundice, like yellowish, like her belly was like yellow. And so I know she was, you know, seeing her local vet and they were doing different things and on different meds and trying different diets and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and then, you know, at the end of the week I, I had, um, it's, it sounded like things weren't going as smoothly as one would have hoped. Um, so I called the mom and she, you know, mentioned to me liver disease and gallbladder disease. And, um, I and I know the vet had recommended an internist and I called just to sort of it'll really show my support for that um, for a wide variety of reasons. And so she did. And so she went um, you know, to one of the, the great places that, that Minnesota has here in terms of um, specialty stuff. Um, and I know that there's three of them here in, in the metropolitan area. There's the University of Minnesota Veterinary Clinic and Hospital. Of course, there's Blue Pearl with a number of different sites. And, um, and then there's one out in Oakdale. And what's the name of that one, Dr. Nicole?
1: Um, that's Animal Emergency Referral Center, and they also have a St. Paul location as well.
0: Okay. And does the U, <clears throat> does the U have any other, like, outreach centers? Not outreach centers. Do they have any other off-site clinics besides the one in St. Paul?
1: I believe they have one in Apple Valley as well.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. It just seemed like that would be a definite growing area in the veterinarian field. But but besides that, you know. But she did take her to one of those facilities, and again, all of these are great. And through tests with the internist, they found um, that she had lymphoma, and I don't. And so that was devastating. And when the mom, the mom brought her home without deciding on any sort of treatment because it was, I think she said, I mean, thousands of dollars, six to seven thousand, something like that. And um, it was just a little overwhelming, and, and Emma wasn't doing that great. And so she, I think she just took her into a regular vet, and, and, and sadly, sadly, um, you know, Emma was put to sleep, even though that was the, the right choice for, for the mom and, and the dog there. Um, the financial thing was just sort of way out of reach or whatever. So, um, but it was just sad, you know, all around sad, right, pet appreciators? I mean, we've, if we haven't gone through it yet, we will. And, um, even though there's longer lifespans for our our dogs and our cats and other pets, um, it's still sad, you know, it's still very, very sad. And but I was, you know, I was just, uh, I don't want to say a little bit lost. That's not quite what I was thinking of. Um, but it's just been a while since I've heard of like liver disease and gallbladder disease and actually a jaundice, yellowish color. And then, and then, my goodness, lymphoma on top of that. And I was just wondering, Dr. Nicole, you know, how common is that? What are the, sort of the signs is, is there, you know, if it's caught early enough, is there sort of help for that liver condition and, and gallbladder condition? Do they usually go hand in hand, liver and gallbladder? Or, or that can they be, you know, or are they usually just separate issues? And it was just a coincidence this time.
1: No, they usually are are hand in hand for the most part. They are, um, you said? I think the most Yes. Okay. Yep. I think the most common signs that owners will notice that something's wrong is, you know, the dog will be lethargic, they won't be eating as much. Um, you know, they're they're just very, very sick acting. And yes, owners might notice that they look a little bit yellow. Um, so if you lift up the, like their ear flaps, their inner ear flaps might be yellow, their tummy might look yellow, um, their, you know, mucous membranes of their gums, you lift up their lips, those are usually yellow. Um, and you know, oftentimes it can be something treatable like a cholangiohepatitis where there's inflammation of the, you know, the bile duct and, the the liver, um, and it's also closely related. I mean, it's very closely related because the, the bile duct will help drain, you know, um, waste and whatnot into the GI tract. And so, you know, the GI tract, the you know, the, the liver, the gallbladder, all of that is very, very in one area um, and very, very connected. So um, most often, you know, we'll start with blood work and that will show that the, the liver values. And the, the gallbladder values will be elevated. Um, and, you know, you, your, their serum will be yellow, which usually it's nice and clear. Um, but, you know, then the next step is usually ultrasound to see what's going on. You know, is there a mass? Um, which unfortunately in this case it sounds like for poor M. Lou. Um, you know, cancer can certainly be a cause of, of disease. Um, certainly inflammation, infection, virus. You know, bacterial causes, that can happen as well. Um, but, you know, a lot of dogs get significantly better on treatment. You know, you put them on liver supplement, You put them on antibiotics. Um, some animals go on steroids. Uh, there's just a variety of different kind of treatment protocols that are used. But that certainly would be in a case where you didn't have cancer as a diagnosis, unfortunately.
0: Do you think, No, this is... Uh- I'm not asking for a definitive answer because I know that you weren't the vet um, and that you don't have magical powers. <laughs> but does, <laughs> I wish I did. Um, I know. I just think of what we could do. Um, so, but, anyways, um, the. Do you think the lymphoma, the cancer, was the cause of all this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then it actually made her. I'm just saying this out of the blue. I don't really know, but I would think that if you have cancer, your autoimmune your, you know, your antibodies or whatever are weakened. And so you're more prone, you know, to infection.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is definitely possible. But I think in her case, you know, when you, when you have a liver or the, when you you have the liver, that's something's wrong with it. and you have the gallbladder and something's wrong with it, there are a ton of causes. There's, You know, there's bacterial causes, you know, things like leptospirosis, which I think they tested for when you and I talked. Um, So that would be a cause of disease. Well, that was ruled out. So then you look at infection. Is there an abscess? Is there, you know, some other viral or inflammatory component to it? And in this case, it sounds like it wasn't. So that leaves you with, okay, unfortunately, is there a cancerous process causing this liver and gallbladder disease and, and sickness? And they probably took aspirates, which are little excuse me little needle biopsies, and probably you know unfortunately found on under the microscope that it was lymphoma, and so yeah, I definitely think the lymphoma
0: was the cause for the dog getting sick for sure, yeah, just very, very sad is there yeah. um and you know we on, we only have about a minute left, so I'm sure you won't be able to answer this question during that short amount of time, but are there um I mean, it sounded like when she took her in, all of her signs and symptoms pointed towards liver and gallbladder, which means the cancer was pretty well hidden. Um, Is it, is it, um, I'm just trying to think of, are there signs and symptoms that could have, that owners can keep, be aware of that might be just specific to cancer before it kind of affects other areas with stronger symptoms. Does that make sense? Cancer is so quiet. I, it's so quiet sometimes. It is, and there's no way to no, know. I mean, it,
1: you know, if they start, you know... Having increased thirst and urination, there's a ton of reasons why. You know, diabetes, kidney disease, hyperthyroidism for cat, um, urinary tract infections, things like that. But we always, always have to have cancer on the list for any problem that an animal develops, whether it's vomiting or inappropriate urination or
0: coughing. All right. We want to rule out all this. Yeah. And we're going right into a commercial break. So I'm just going to interrupt <laughs> Dr. Nicole, but we'll continue. Uh, pet appreciators, please stay with us.
3: AM 950 is hosting a debate watching party on Thursday, September 12th at the Park Tavern in St. Louis Park. Come watch with like-minded progressives as the Democratic presidential candidates debate all the important issues and figure out how to beat Trump. Doors will open a half hour before the start of the debate. Your ticket includes free, debatable appetizers with a cash bar. We'll play a debate-themed blue no matter who bingo with lots of great prizes. Matt McNeil and the Rep Take crew will be there. And if you have ideas for our weekly Tuesday Solutions show, we'd love to hear them. Debate-watching tickets are only $15, and they will go fast, so make sure you order now at am950radio.com. So let's watch the debate together on Thursday, September 12th at the Park Tavern in St. Louis Park as we figure out who will dump Trump in 2020. Order your tickets now at am950radio.com. That's am950radio.com. And if you have any questions, call us at 952-946-8885.
1: Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. Hi, this is Evelyn. Dad, don't make me do what you made Charlie do. You want to drive, right? Fine. My dad is cooler than all YouTube and Instagram celebrities combined.
3: Matt McNeil. That's lit.
1: Whatever. I'm getting ready to start my behind-the-wheel driver's training, and my dad says the only vehicles he wants me learning in are Toyotas. Fine with me, because I love them, too.
3: The vehicles I trust for my young children are the vehicles I trust for their own driving adventure. It's safety and security you can't beat. Test drive a fantastic Toyota today at Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 west of the downtown in Golden Valley.
2: This is New Beginnings, hosted by award winning broadcaster and
3: speaker Freddie Bell.
1: Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby
3: boomers are taking care of elderly parents. <laughs> Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Catch new beginnings with Freddie Bell, Saturdays at 11 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota.
2: Total Dog is celebrating our sixth birthday, and our valued customers are getting the gifts. On Saturday, August 24th, we'll be giving double frequent Barker card punches on all purchases. Check out our dollar sale, where nothing will be over $10. We'll have instant win drawings on Kong toys. See you at Total Dog on Saturday, August 24th, between 9 and 6. Happy birthday to us! In New Hope, off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at TotalDogCompany.com.
0: thanks for sticking with us uh, pet appreciators if you're just joining us you're listening to the pet connection show here on am 950 the progressive voice of minnesota always feel free to call in 952-946-6205 last week we had a bunch of callers so always feel free to call in if you feel like it um and again it's kathy menard and dr nicole you parole your host here just uh finishing up a wrapping up a conversation about liver disease gallbladder disease and um cancer and how that can all be related um dr nicole i just i just and i'm sure people themselves that are dealing with cancer know people that that have cancer feel the same way but it's just so dang quiet and um and it's typically a surprise to find out that you have it and it's just it's just it's not fair it's just not fair. And then, of course, in the animals, they can't tell us when they start to feel bad. You know, we may notice signs and symptoms with ourselves, but they can't tell us. And um, before we sort of wrap up that this conversation, I'm just wondering if there's any anything you've learned as a vet or that vets have shared with each other or whatever that are just sort of subtle signs that people can kind of to, uh, tune into. doesn't necessarily mean that it is a cancer symptom, but... Is there something less obvious or more subtle that, that we can tune into as parent, as pet parents? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I, I guess
1: just feeling your animal, you know doing when you're you know, sitting there petting your, your dog or cat, just you know making sure that you're feeling under their under their neck, you know, feeling for lymph nodes, um, you know under their kind of underarm armpit area. Um, they're groin, behind their knees, and then in front of their chest, those are the, the five most common locations for lymph nodes that will enlarge if there's an issue. Um, certainly, if you feel something swollen, don't panic because there are a lot of things, a lot of reasons why lymph nodes will enlarge, um, you know, infection or whatnot. But usually, if you're feeling lymph nodes that are enlarged at all of those locations, that's generally not a good sign. Unfortunately, we worry about lymphoma with those cases, Um, But as far as just monitoring at home, you're just looking for any changes out of the norm, you know, is the dog or cat coughing? Um, You know, coughing, of course, can be so many, it can be so, I would say, vague. There are so many, you know, reasons why animals will cough. But um, there really isn't any one particular thing I would look for. I think just, just noting, you know, abnormal behaviors, um, breathing patterns and anything that feels different on the pet or, you know,
0: differences in, in their appetite. And where um, exactly are these different lymph nodes in a dog's body or a cat's body? Where would they be that we could actually feel if they're changing and growing or hardening?
1: Yep, so right under the neck um, or under the, like, chin, kind of between the chin and the ear, um, those are the submandibular nodes. You can feel them. You should be able to feel those on any, um, they're easier to feel on dogs, um, but any normal healthy dog, you should be able to feel them. They're probably about the size of like a, oh, maybe one to two grapes in size. Um, and then in the very front of the chest, um, if your dog is sitting there you're kind of raped, um, below their neck, kind of down there, those are very difficult to feel. so you shouldn't f- you shouldn't be able to ever feel those in a normal animal um, unless they're really thin. Um, and then in their armpit area, um, they have the axillary nodes um, And those are somewhat difficult to feel. Um, inguinal. So those are going to be in the in the groin area. Definitely not easy to feel in a normal animal. The ones that are easy to feel are the popliteals, which are both, um, which are behind the knees and they're very small. So, um, you know, in the back of your dog's legs, where they're, if you bend their knee, you should be able to feel like a tiny little small group um, in that back little area, in that crease of the bend. Um, and those I can usually on a normal exam, I can usually feel the popliteals in the back behind the knee, and then the um, submandibulars, which are, you know, under the the jawbone, their area, kind of the cheek jawbone area. The rest of them are pretty hard to feel and probably shouldn't be palpable in a normal dog.
0: Do they? Do certain lymph nodes then um, represent certain types of cancer if they become swollen?
1: Uh, not, not necessarily. But you know, the lymph nodes will, will drain those, you know, local regions. So if you think about the submandibular lymph nodes that are right under the the jawbone, you know, those have a lot of reasons to be inflamed. So I try not to get too crazy worried when those are enlarged, because if you think about it, those are draining the head and the neck and the mouth. I mean, there can be eye infections, ear infections, dental disease, you know, abscesses in the mouth, things like that. So we try not to get too crazy excited when those are enlarged. Um, Certainly it's not normal, but, you know, we try not to get as worried about cancers and things like that if just those are enlarged. So um, so yeah, I mean, there really isn't a, a distinct cancer per lymph node location. I think it would be You know, wherever that node is draining the problem, if that makes sense.
0: Sure, sure. And I know that a lot of um, animals, um, dogs and cats, will go on steroids during you know treatments and that kind of thing um, for different things. Um, And sometimes, uh, many, many, many years ago, I remember uh, mostly with with other with client dogs. I remember one in particular, Brody. You know, was diagnosed with cancer, not a good outcome at all was um, diagnosed, but they did put him on, I think, prednisone, is that correct, do you think? Yep. A steroid? Yeah. And he, you know, it kept him You know, pretty much, um, for the most part, pain-free, gave him this extra boost of energy where if you met him for the first time, you would never, ever know that he was just, you know, kind of weeks or maybe a month from passing away. And, and I've always wondered why, if they're if they're if they're not experiencing any pain, why can't you just keep them on prednisone long long term? If the cancer is growing yes. slowly,
1: that usually is the plan. Um, at least in most animals that I'm aware of, is you know if the if the owners are unable to pursue chemotherapy or if there isn't you know, a chemotherapy option. Um, oftentimes, prednisone and other palliative types of medications, you know, anti-inflammatories, anti-nauseas, um, I'm sorry, not anti-inflammatories, anti-nauseas and appetite stimulants, those are all very widely used. Um, the problem is that eventually the animals stop responding to prednisone. You know, they've, they've kind of, I call it a prednisone vacation or a steroid vac- vacation because it can take these dogs and cats from a period of just, they feel absolutely awful and the owners are, you know, ready to euthanize. But they say, oh, we just, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe want a little more time and we want them to feel well. And so we give them steroids and, I mean, they'll they'll improve so much that many people, including myself, when this happened to me with my own dog years ago, I thought, oh my gosh, maybe she just won't go back to how she was before. Maybe she's just going to live forever and do awesome on on the steroid. You know, you you start to become a little naive, um, but they do do use it up, you know, whether it's, (coughs) excuse me, whether it's two weeks or a month or a few months, um, they will eventually stop responding to the steroid, unfortunately, when the cancer just takes over and then, that's your answer you know you've done everything you can at that
0: point right right okay yeah because it just seems like that that's a good option to sort of prolong their life pain-free but doesn't necessarily make the diagnosis go away or whatever although we're gonna um, uh, temporarily go away here for a commercial break please stay with us pet appreciators
3: Chances are after spring cleaning you missed a spot, a couple really big spots, like your roof and siding. Run your fingers across your siding, you'll likely get a gross residue and your roof probably has some black streaks too. Your roof and siding aren't always easy to clean, but they're definitely the most visible parts of your home that give it its curb appeal. So let Blue Sky Services clean your roof and siding. Blue Sky Safe soft wash method won't cause any damages and will make your home look like new. Right now, Blue Sky Services is running their summer special where you can get your whole house, roof and siding clean starting at only $447. That's the most viewed parts of your home clean for only $447. Then mention AM 950 when you call Blue Sky Services to get an additional $50 off. So get the curb appeal back on your home and call Blue Sky Services at 952. four six seven two four four seven that's nine five two four six seven two four four seven imagine cyber criminals waiting outside your network probing for weaknesses what if you're next well what if you had a team of experts to navigate you through these what if waters hi mark sommerfeld from rymark with a unique offer a free network security assessment we'll uncover the hidden threats to your business and provide you with a map to peace of mind Call 651-328-8900 or go to rymarkit.com to schedule your free security assessment and stop drowning in what-ifs.
2: In today's challenging world, many of us are asking, but what can I do? I'm Gail Shore with Cultural Jambalaya, and I asked the same question, so I formed a small nonprofit to try to make a difference. We create educational videos featuring my global photography and cultural experiences that we offer to teachers without charge to broaden worldviews of their students. These videos help to break down cultural barriers and promote understanding and respect for all people. That's what we do. We also know that there are many others doing great work and we recognize them at our annual diversity awards. This year we'll celebrate students from Stillwater, Asian American leaders and educators from South St. Paul and Rochester. The Cultural Jambalaya Diversity Awards will take place Thursday, October 3rd at the Metropolitan in Golden Valley. Tickets include dinner and music by T. Michael Rambo and are available at culturaljam.org. Join us and become inspired about how to make a difference. We all have something we can do. with your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today's going to be mostly cloudy with a high near 75, while tonight there's possible storms with a low around 62. Tomorrow we got showers with a high near 73, Tuesday mostly sunny with a high near 71, and Wednesday mostly sunny with a high near 69. The E Local Minnesota Restaurant of the Week is the Downtowner Woodfire Grill. The Downtowner is the perfect choice for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Once you experience their cozy fireside dining, delicious food, and extensive wine list, you'll be back for more at 253 West 7th Street in St. Paul. More information at downtownerwoodfire.com.
0: Welcome back, pet appreciators. Welcome back to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's Kathy and Dr. Nicole here, your co-hosts. I'm spending this uh, beautiful Sunday morning with you, actually. Beautiful day. Beautiful in Wisconsin, too. Dr. Nicole, I forgot to ask. Um, Not sure you can hear me, Dr. Nicole. Can you hear me, Kathy? Well, now I can. Yep, all good. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a be- I said it's a beautiful day here as well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and now we hear you. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> all right. So, um, so you know, one thing I just want to mention here before we, we get on to the next topic here, and, and pet appreciators always feel interested. Uh, perfectly fine interrupting us, 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. Always interrupt us. We're fine with that. Um, but um, tomorrow is National Dog Day. Now, many of you may pay attention to that kind of stuff. I don't. I'm not a big holiday person, even though I have nothing against it. I just think that I work too much to, um, you know, th- that it's, it's hard for, for um Fun, wonderful things to sort of creep into my mind or my life, <laughs> but anyways, National Dog Day tomorrow. So I bet there's been a lot of things going on, you know, over this weekend here and then into the into the weekend, especially tomorrow, about just ways to to honor, to celebrate, to show love, show appreciation for those adorable dogs that we share in our lives. So, um, so I don't know, if, if, if anything else, just take a moment tomorrow at some point, just, you know, gaze a little bit longer at the cute little face, hold their little paw in the palm of your hand a little bit longer, extra kisses. I'm not a big treat person. I'm not against it, but I'm just not, I'm not an overly indulging treat person, so, but maybe, maybe something special tomorrow, not that the dog would understand what National Dog Day is, but... You know, um, it it never hurts, never hurts to hug them a little longer, gaze at them a little longer, um, snuggle with them a little bit longer, walk them a little bit longer. It doesn't hurt. You know, they're just so easygoing and um, and just aiming to please, you know, us all the time and our other family members. And so I just want to say honor the dog tomorrow, even if it's just for a few extra seconds. Um, And you think about the relationship humans have had. With canines for thousands of years, it's just incredible. Uh, What a big part they have played, um, and not just as pets and not just as companions, but um, incredible in terms of working dogs um, and therapeutic and uh, rescue, you know, all that kind of stuff that they have so many skills for. And, you know, I think uh, sometimes it's easy to forget. You know, we get into a rut, and I promise I won't rant about this at all, but we I think as human beings, it's so easy to get into a rut with anything, you know, and that includes our relationships with people, right? And that can also include our relationships with pets. And so even though I'm not a big holiday person, this day, National Dog Day, tomorrow, August 26, 2019, does remind me to, um, you know, again, not just appreciate them more, but to look at their skill set and... Am I, as a pet owner, um, do I recognize all the skills that they have? Am I providing opportunities for them to work on those skills and develop those skills? Um, You know, because whether it's an intellectual skill that's very closely linked to the breed that they are, is it a physical skill? Is it a fun skill, playful skill, skill? Lie down, turn around, shake your hand, get a treat, kind of skill, or um, or what? But am I, am I honoring that? Am I aware of it? Do I need to learn some more things about the particular dog I have? Do I need to try new things? Um, just something to think about, pet appreciators. That's all. And I don't know, Doctor Nicole, if you have any, anything. But I, you know, I even though I, I wake up every day thinking, oh, you know what am I going to do with all these dogs today? Because, you know, with my business, that's what I do, and that's what I think about, and I have a lot of dogs. And, um, and you know, I always think about, you know, kind of planning the day for what they need physical-wise, socially, physically, socially, mentally, intellectually, and just kind of what they need personally, you know. What's their medications? What's the medication schedule look like today? Um, who needs, who can benefit from some extra cuddle time or hugs? Who's going to do better in a small group versus a large group? You know, where can we go today to explore and walk? Whatever. So, um, but yeah, so I, I, I think about that. But just because I think about it doesn't mean that I don't get into ruts. You know, it doesn't mean that I get, um, go into phases of being comfortable with, you know, oh, the dog seem. you know, my dog, this particular dog. One of my dogs seems just fine. Well, maybe they are just fine, but maybe they're just waiting until you can challenge them more too. You know what I mean? So I don't know, just food for thought, pet appreciators. I don't think it's um, a bad thing to always challenge ourselves with our pets, just like we do with ourselves, our relationships, and our children if we have them. So um, any thoughts on that, Dr. Nicole? No, I liked everything you said. I was very
1: made me think about stuff too as well so no i think i think it's a great thing to do that we just take a day to just kind of find the the center of everything again and see what we can do best for them i certainly know that i will be thinking of that now because i didn't know it was international dog day or whatever it's called yeah i know that the kitty day was just recently and i missed that too so i'll have to celebrate both tomorrow
0: yeah. You know, you'd think as pet professionals, we would be a little bit more up to date on this, but I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think being a, no. <laughs> in the pet industry keeps you, unless you're sort of in the marketing thing or the socializing kind of part, um, but, or somebody who's just really into their computer and is tied into all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so no National Dog Day. There's probably an International Dog Day out there too, Um Um, And like you said, cat day. So that just passed. So, But yeah, and and just one more thing, pet appreciators, if you don't mind. Um, You know, another thing I'd like to add to that list is if your dog or your cat is sort of on that cusp of um, uh, entering into different phases of their life age-wise. You know, like... You know, so they're a puppy. They've been a puppy while, for a while. But wait a minute, are they like 18 months to 24 months? You know, that's gonna slowly turn into a different phase for you. And and how do you, you know, how do you want to tackle the challenges that are that are ahead for that age group? And so you have, you know, the middle age are, are the comfortable years. I think you know everything is very steady, and you know routines are set, and you know bonds are solid, and that kind of thing. But, you know, when they get to seven, eight, nine, it's not that they're, well, for some breeds, they definitely are entering into their senior years. But for some, it's sort of the cusp where, you know, one week they might seem their normal cells, middle aged. Another week they might seem, gosh, you know, is that arthritis maybe creeping in? Or are they seeing okay still? Can they hear me okay? Like, and then, you know, another three, four months, they seem to be going back to just their middle years. And so, you know, aging can be subtle and it can appear in different forms. Um, and sometimes it sometimes a dog is it's in their middle years for a really long time and that's great when they are. That's for sure. I've had a couple dogs like that. And then when they do enter into the senior years, it's you know, it seems like things start to fall about part kind of rapidly. At least that was my experience a little bit. So, but anyways, just kind of think about that too, you know, even if things are comfortable and great which i hope it is for most everybody i really do or for everybody i just hope it's just good good where you're at um but if not you know how can we think about it how can we prepare ourselves for the next challenges that that will arise you know just with the different stages whether it's aging or on the other end you know sort of getting out of puppyhood and moving into the beginning of their middle years and what they need, especially intellectually, I think, you know, um, never, never underestimate that. They These dogs are smart. Their brains work. Their brains work over time. They're taking in constant information through the sense of their, you know, nose, their snout. So much information is coming in. What they hear, they hear so many things before we ever even notice You know, their eyesight, you know, just think about all that. What's going on in their brain? So much. You know, we certainly don't want to stifle, you know, anything with them. And I think domesticating dogs can be stifling for those senses, Um, you know, although they've adjusted very well, of course, and we have benefited as, you know, a human population because of that. But, you know, just think of their brains, just how smart they are and what they notice and how they interpret things. And, And is there ways for us to continue stimulating that or or challenging them so wow i didn't mean to talk that long sure hope it wasn't boring uh dr nicole do you have anything else to add with that no one i fully agree okay sorry if that was a a great thing to do okay yeah hope that wasn't too boring but whatever (laughs) sidewalkdog.com i I love that site again sidewalkdog.com I don't care how old your dog is. That's a, a great site, especially for keeping up, you know, with social things that are going on. You know what's happening, you know, socially that you can do with your dogs and that kind of stuff. So maybe with National Dog Day, you know, there's they've got a list of Twin Cities activities or something. So so check out that site. Uh, keep informed. You know, that's another great quick way to to do it and super entertaining. Allie Jarvis, who owns that and um, started it, and 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 her writers are just the best dog writers around. So um, it's always a just a pure delight to read what they, you know what they what their topics are about or whatever. So but anyways, a couple minutes here before we go into a next commercial break and I don't want to forget since you've been off for a couple of weeks, Dr. Nicole, just checking in with with your rescue tough start. Um, Anybody new there, or any um, another successful recoveries going on? I know that you've taken in a lot that have needed a lot of very unique surgeries and treatments. But as far as I know, the last time, a couple weeks ago, when we talked on the show, everybody was doing good. Yes, everybody
1: is doing great and still uh, sitting here with Scout. He's been actually cracking me up the entire show. He's just absolutely wild. He's doing wonderful. He's the little orange kitten that had the liver shunt repaired. Um, so he's doing very well. He's He was just chirping at himself in the mirror, which was hard not to laugh while I was listening to you talk. <laughs> um, but he's doing very, very well. Um, Cream puff is still doing great. Uh, we've just got an influx of kittens right now. Unfortunately, it's kitten season. Um, they're the cutest things, obviously, in the world, but there's just so many of them. They're just coming out of the woodwork. Um One thing we did recently do is um, we had three of our senior cats that had hyperthyroidism, so an overactive thyroid. Um, There was some funding for rescue cats. Um, This woman um, had lost her son kind of at an early age, and so she decided to donate just tens of thousands of dollars for um, cats in rescues to have radioactive iodine treatment for their thyroids at no charge to the rescues. Oh, my gosh. And so we've recently... I know. I was Can like you in believe tears that? because it, yeah. So $1,500 a cat and three of ours got that done and we didn't have to pay anything. So we're going to make sure we send her a really cute little picture of all three of the kitties. Um, we had Sammy done and then sugar and calliope. So now when those three seniors are adopted, you know, their owners won't ever have to worry about medicating them for their thyroid. So oh my super, gosh. super nice.
0: Now, before we go into this commercial break, I want to come back and ask some questions about that. Can you believe that? I mean, I wasn't expecting that. that, Pet appreciators. Yeah. It is just amazing. (laughs) Thank you to this woman. Thank you. Um, Thank you. (laughs) But please stay with us, pet appreciators.
2: Tom Hartman here for All Energy Solar. One of the myths about solar is that you save more if you wait. But waiting to switch can actually cost you more. While tax rebates make solar
3: affordable, those rebates are often limited and decrease over time. So when you wait, you risk losing some of the incentives that make solar so easy to afford today. And besides, the sooner you get your All Energy Solar system, the sooner you reduce or even eliminate that high electricity bill. Make the switch today at AllEnergySolar.com. Appliance savings on a stick? Warner Stallion's guaranteed unbeatable prices are so low they're not even fair. Save up to 35% on select KitchenAid dishwashers, then save a lot more with free installation from one of our trusted specialists. Or save even more with unbeatable discounts on four-piece kitchen suites. We have an endless number to choose from. Then, you'll love our fast free delivery and Holloway from trusted specialists. You can even choose 18 months interest-free financing. Get guaranteed appliance savings for a limited time. Exclusively from Minnesota's own Warner Stallion.
0: Atheists Talk is the radio show for free-thinking Minnesotans. Listen on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. Every Sunday we bring you science, philosophy, politics, and plain old fun from an atheist point of view. Visit our website at minnesotaatheists.org for more details. Tune in to Atheists Talk Radio Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock on KTNF AM 950,
1: the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's good radio without the good book.
3: Hi, I'm Peter Solak and I'm Adam Ostrowski. We are here at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces to talk about outdoor fires. Sitting around a fire is the oldest most basic form of human activity.
2: What's new is in the way fire is burned. We can show you how to burn cleaner with a lot less smoke.
3: The radiant heat and light from an open fire is unmatched. It kindles our spirits and connects us to the outdoors and now it's easier to experience and enjoy.
2: Woodland stoves and fireplaces sells and installs wood and gas burning fire pits and fireplaces. Let us help you experience an outdoor fire without all the smoke.
3: Come see the many ways you can enjoy a fire outdoors.
2: Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood and gas units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. More information at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. Out of the ordinary products and services since 1977.
0: Thanks for sticking with us, Pet Appreciators. If you're just joining us near the end of the show here, it's Pet Connections right here on AM 950, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. And I want to get right back to what Dr. Nicole was saying. What a wonderful woman. What a wonderful woman she is. Is she from Minnesota here who made that big donation to cat rescues dealing with so. that thyroid issue? <laughs> There's no way you could see that coming. And I bet you were so surprised. And how did you even find out about this opportunity?
1: I had heard about it from another rescue that um, had heard about it. So, you know, because we had had um, calliope and sugar, and and any of our hyperthyroid cats in the past, you know, prior to a rescue, um, you know, being able to raise funding for these large procedures, we had put them on medication for their thyroid, which you know is a fine alternative, but you're not really solving the problem. Mm-hmm. We had always wanted to to have this done for our cats, but we're trying to figure out, okay, how can we fundraise and? Um, and in talking with another rescue, found out about this, you know, very very generous, very very generous um, woman, and and so absolutely we were able to to get it done, and um, you know they were, they stayed there for ten days, and um, yeah, all three of them have had it done now, and I mean that would have been forty five hundred dollars uh, our own rescue. That we didn't have to see. And so, um, i had it done on my cat i went to a different place though in oakdale went to aerc um just because i was you know i'm a crazy pet owner and i wanted to be able to watch her on the webcam the whole time <laughs> so um but there are a variety of places throughout the metro that that do this um there's three main places um so there's dr ralph who does it um out of richfield um and then there's the University of Minnesota, and then there's the Animal Emergency and Referral Center in Oakdale. I think those are the only three. I could be wrong. There might be one or two others, but those are the three main ones that I'm aware of. Um, but it's just, I don't know, it's such a good thing to do because they, you know, they're either given an injection or they're given a pill, and what it does is it is absorbed into the bloodstream, and then it targets the diseased thyroid tissue, um, and what it does is it attacks the abnormal tissue so that it's taking care of the problem. So, you know, we just checked Sammy's blood work. I think his, his thyroid value before we started was up around 12. Um, normal is from like 1 to 4 or so. And I just got his blood work back yesterday, and it was already down to 1.2, and he's already gained like 2 pounds. And they just, it's such an amazing disease process when you do this because it totally fixes it. Um, it's, it's just, it's quite amazing, honestly. We're pretty happy.
0: Oh, I bet. And, you know, in my mind, I was like, there's there's a group of people out there, probably larger than, you know, a common group of like 8 to 12. But for years now, in small clinics or labs, probably throughout the U.S. and, and different parts of the world, there's been people working on a, on a solution for this issue with cats. And we never hear about them. We never know about them. Their studies aren't necessarily made public. But it was still going on, and if it didn't start with somebody organizing these lab tests, you know, it, it's, you know what I mean, like these invisible people out there that that do research for cures or or how to improve medicine, yep. and then somehow it just gets trickled down through the the vines of everything and and into the the you know um, information network of veterinarians giving direct care to these cats. And um, yeah, so that's what I was thinking about when, when you were talking. It was like you were saying that, that the medicine is amazing, how it targets certain tissue or whatever. And I thought, gosh, the research that would have had to gone on to that, the trial and error, you know, that's amazing that that whoever these groups of people are working on this, you know, stuck with it, studied it so well and then has really changed the lives of a lot of these cats, and then in turn, you know, the, the, the cat owners as well. Yep, yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of it is so similar to
1: human medicine, which is crazy. You know, my, mm-hmm. I know my mom had Graves' disease, and so she had radioactive iodine therapy for her thyroid, and it's just so similar. So when I was talking to her about it, she was just like, oh, yeah, you know, it's the exact same thing. Um, wow. It's just kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. It's just amazing. So, yes. So, research, medicine, please keep it up. (laughs) Um, Again, if we only had a magic wand, like we were talking about in the beginning, what would we cure? What would we do? Um, But that would be a never-ending conversation. Um, Can you quickly tell me a little bit about the kitties? Are they ready for adoption? Do you need, what do you need? Is there anything that we can do to help? You said you have an influx. So, I don't know what that means. Is that three or four litters, three or four kitties. Um, are there health issues? Are you looking for foster homes? What What could we be of assistance with if we can?
1: Well, we are always looking for foster homes. Um, there's probably about, let's see, three, six, about 12 cats, you know, living at the clinic right now. Um, and uh, and the, the hard part is a lot of the kitties that we're looking for foster homes for are cats that, you know, have medical issues. They need a really they need a cat person. They really do. <laughs> they need a they need a cat person who um, maybe doesn't have a lot of other animals or they have a lot of time. But we also have some normal kitties, like some just regular laid back kitties um, like Jinxie. You know, he is five years old, and we saved him when he was um, obstructed urinary wise. He couldn't urinate, and um, he is completely cured now. on his renal, di- or, excuse me, on his kidney diet. I keep saying kidney, I mean dissolution diet. So he's on a urinary prevention diet. So, and he's doing awesome. He's good with other kitties. He's just the cutest orange and white guy. I and mean, he's just kind of like a good old boy. Um, cream puff. She's the one that had the fractured jaw. Um, and we went through all that with her. Um, she's doing great. She. We have found that she absolutely cannot stand other cats. So that's been a really frustrating turn of events here because um, most of the people who want to help us and foster for us have multiple cats. (laughs) That's kind of how you get involved with cat rescue. So um, we're kind of looking for some homes, um, some foster homes and adoptive homes for some of these kitties, you know, that maybe prefer to not be around other cats. Um, And that's been the holdup. We have, we took in a, a mama kitty with her one baby, um And that little kitten, Wren, he's getting adopted by his foster family. But then the mama actually had seven other babies, like, a couple weeks after we took her in. Oh. Um, so she was still nursing a baby when she was pregnant. It's so oh. sad. And so she had seven babies, um, and they're about three weeks old right now. They're so cute. Um, but, yeah, we're just kind of, um, we're at a little bit of a standstill. We've had some really good adoptions lately, but um, we're still always, always in need of foster homes. That's the biggest need right now is foster homes.
0: Right, right. And so if you if they, if they anybody can help you, then go to Tough Start, the Facebook page, Tough Start, T-U-F-F, Tough Start Rescue. Um, and then that's a Facebook page, correct, Dr. Nicole?
1: Yep. Just make sure it's T like Tom because there's a lot of other rescues out there. Um, and then we also have a website. It's toughstartrescue.weebly.com. So toughstartrescue. And then it's w-e-e-b-l-y.com. And that's our website.
0: Okay. All right. All right. So that's good to know. Anybody out there looking even just to help temporarily for a while, you know, um, if you have some extra time, um, somebody heading into retirement soon or something like that and can help out for a few months by fostering. But anyways, a lot of good people out there, a lot of good pets. Uh, pet appreciators we can't thank you enough for being such wonderful people and pet owners that you are Um, and we hope that you have a really great rest of the weekend take good care everybody